Do they care about our country? Some of them don't. Some of them want to destroy our country. Some of them don't like the fact that we're a republic. Some of them don't like the fact that we're free. That's because they're Democrats, and they do despise this country. Harriet Hageman in Hewlett, Wyoming. Here we go. Good morning, my friends, and welcome to yet another installment of Morning Reload. From high above, all other puerile and insipid forms of Wyoming mainstream media, this is Cowboy State Politics. I, of course, am your illustrious host, David Iverson, firmly ensconced behind the silver Cowboy State Politics microphone and broadcasting to you from the base of the Bighorns, in beautiful Buffalo, Wyoming. Good morning, my friends, and welcome to the program. Over the weekend, the Crook County Republican Party held its yearly Lincoln Day dinner, a must-attend for just about every Wyoming Republican. Who was there is equally as interesting as who was not in attendance. Three of the five statewide elected officers were there. Governor Gordon was noticeably absent, out of the previous two times that I attended the event, the good governor was there, but not this time around. A curious decision, considering that he calls himself a conservative. After all, the Crook County Lincoln Day dinner is a must-attend for every Wyoming conservative. And though she campaigned heavily in Wyoming's most northeastern county, Megan Degenfelder, the superintendent of public instruction, decided not to dine with us on Saturday. No matter... It was a fabulous event, and Representative Hageman delivered the keynote address after a fantastic prime rib dinner. This morning's broadcast is brought to you by New Trend Hats. It's spring in Wyoming, and for the first time, this week it's going to be 70 degrees here at Cowboy State Politics headquarters. It's time to get yourself a new hat, and New Trend Hats has a wide variety of them for both men and women. They're the company that makes those really cool hats with the ponytail hole on the back. So go to NewTrendHats.com and get you a brand new hat to start out this brand new spring. Another thing that you ought to be thinking about this spring is that metal building you've been dreaming about all winter long. You know, the one that you can park all of those fun summertime toys in? The two guys to talk to about that are Nick and Jesse at Morton Buildings. Their phone number is 307-674-2532, or you can check them out on their website at MortonBuildings.com. As I mentioned before the break, Representative Hageman delivered the keynote address at Saturday's dinner. She spoke for about 20 minutes and covered a wide variety of topics. Everything from the election of Kevin McCarthy to her new hobby of embarrassing United States Fish and Wildlife Service officials. I've got her entire address recorded, and perhaps we'll listen to the other half of it at some other time. But here's about the last 10 minutes of what she had to say. HR1 is a bill. And when, you, when you're back there, your first 10 bills, or your first 10 what we call Mike Marquee bills, are HR 1, HR 2, and HR 3, H, uh, HR through 10. Those are your priorities. Those are the bills that you're saying, as a Republican conference or a Democrat conference, 
This is your priority. This is what you're going to fall on the sword over. This is what you're going to fight to get done. I believe that the Democrats' HR 1 two years ago was about abortion. Our HR 1 is about energy independence and energy security. That's somebody like Wyoming, from somebody from Wyoming to have this as a priority, keep in mind, this is the priority of our representatives from New York and from Maine and from Florida and Georgia and Texas and California. We came together. Our conference came together. This is probably the very best energy bill that has ever come out of conference. We passed another huge win. We had another huge win. Nobody told us, everybody told us we couldn't do it. I woke up on Wednesday morning and everybody from Politico to the Washington Post to the Hill, to everybody else was saying, there's no way that the Republicans are close enough. They're not going to get a bill through to raise the debt limit. Now, I don't want to raise the debt limit, but the bill that we put through, the bill that was on the table was a conservative conservative legislation, and I'm going to tell you what all is in it here in a moment. But that morning they said, you don't have the votes, there's no way, the Republicans aren't going to get this done. You walk into the chamber and the Democrats are smiling and they're staring at us and they're watching. The entire press gallery is full up there because they want to be there when we fail for the first time during this session to show that McCarthy can't lead our conference, that we're in disarray, that we will not stick together on these important bills. And it came down to two votes, but we did it. Yeah. Here's some of the things that are in the bill. I've talked to a lot of people who are some of what I would call the old timers, people who've been there, who people who have been through this. In this bill, this is the very best bill that they have ever seen in terms of actually working to balance the budget. It will save $3.6 trillion over the next 10 years. It will, it repeals the Green uh, New Deal tax credits for the, the, it stops the executive branch from spending money without co a congressional approval. It takes spending back to fiscal year 2022 and it is, uh, it's designed to force President Biden to come to the table and negotiate with us. So it was an important piece of legislation to pass because now the ball is in the court for, it is in the Senate in the Senate's court and in the President's court, and if they don't want to raise that death limit, fine. But it's going to be blamed on them, not on us. We've made an effort to do it. But the other thing it contains in its entirety, HR 1. And it contains our energy bill. It contains our energy bill. Now, we've got some other challenges coming up. One of them is last Thursday on the Judiciary Committee, we had a markup. We started at 10 o'clock in the morning, and we went until 2 o'clock the next morning. But we passed out of our committee the strongest border security bill in the history of the United States. We passed it out of committee. Not one Democrat voted in favor of it, but we passed that out of committee. It builds the wall. It does what it, it makes sure that we are able to fund our border secure our security personnel. 
It forces him to actually enforce the law. It does not allow people to come here and stay in our country as they are seeking asylum. They will either have to be detained or they will have to be kept in a third country, which will entirely disincentivize where we are right now. So we've got a lot of work to do on that. I know that there are people that's going to be a complicated one to pass because it is a tough border security bill. And we've got people in Texas and Arizona that have some concerns, and there might have to be some give and take on it. But I'm telling you, we passed out of committee the strongest border security and, and uh, asylum reform bill in the history of our country. And again, I think that goes back to what we were able to do with that speaker's race and being such a cohesive group right now in terms of moving forward for this country. is that I, when you are not there, which I never was until now, you don't know what goes on, but you constantly are wondering, do these people even care? Do they care about our country? Some of them don't. Some of them want to destroy our country. Some of them don't like the fact that we're a republic. Some of them don't like the fact that we're free. Some of them don't like the fact that we have private property rights or that we have the right to own a gun. They don't like the fact that we can raise livestock. They don't like the fact that we that, that we mine coal and that we drill for oil and gas and that we use our water resources. They want us to be peasants. They want us to be poor. They want us to be controlled. And throughout the history of the world, that's really been one of the biggest battles of all time, isn't it? We're not alone in where we are. We're not the first ones to be confronted by this. This is, this is human history, where you've got some people who want to control others and you've got other people who say, just let me be free. And we have that battle that's playing out in Congress right now. But I'm going to tell you something. I happen to land on the freedom side. I think every one of these kids should have as many freedoms as I did when I was young, and I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that they do. I am not a lone voice back there. I want you to know that. There are a lot of people like me. There are a lot of people who understand what this means, what we the people means, what it means to be a self-governing republic, what it means to be able to determine your own destiny as we're able to do in this country because we live in the greatest country in the history of the world. There are a lot of people that I am working with who are fighting the very same battle, the battles that I am. They're fighting for you. I want you to know that because I think sometimes we can get discouraged out here when we think that we're kind of alone and that they have forgotten and that nobody really cares about our Constitution, about our future, about our children, but they do. And I'm working with an awful lot of really, really good people who care about this country and want to make sure that we take it forward. Two years from now, we absolutely have got to take back the Senate. We've got to take back the White House. We've got to turn this country around. But in light of what my experience has been with those other folks in Congress, number one, I know we can do it. I know there are a lot of people who are dedicated to doing it. I know we're going to do it. And we're going to come out of this better in the long run. So while we may be seeing some dark days right now, and we may be thinking, how in the world will we survive another two years of Joe Biden? We can because we've survived a lot of bad things, not just us, but our forefathers as well. We're tough enough to do it. We're going to continue to do it. And I, again, I'm so honored to represent you in Congress. Thank you for everything, and thank you for having me tonight.
That'll do it for today's installment of the program. Have a good week, and we'll talk again on Wednesday. From the base of the Bighorns, in beautiful Buffalo, Wyoming, I'm David Iverson, and this is the one and only Cowboy State Politics. <laughs>